Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, the challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. This episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess is sponsored by the children's book, Feathers Matter. As our kids grow up, They face challenges in their life, and knowing their self-worth and their value is crucial to face the headwinds. Purchase this beautiful story to read to your kids and grandkids and start the conversation with them at a young age. They are worthy, they matter, and their feathers matter. You can find the link to order on our BlendedBlessedAlwaysAMess.com page. Mention code hashtag blessed for an autographed copy. Welcome to this week's episode of Blended Blessed and Always a Mess, where it is officially the most wonderful time of the year. Unless it's not, which is what it is for people in grief. So I planned that. You didn't even know that was coming. I didn't. Well done. Man. Well done. Segued right on into today's topic. Starting it with a song. Well, that way I didn't forget later on. Got it. But uh, we do welcome you to this week's episode of Blended Blessed, Always a Mess, which should drop on Christmas Eve. And so we hope that you are having a wonderful day with your families and friends today and tomorrow. And we're excited to spend time with our family and friends too. It's just, there's always the cloud that one of us is not earthly here. Yeah. I am looking forward to it because we're going to actually play Christmas games. This is a last minute ad that you've done. I even talked about this on my radio show today. I can talk about things on my radio show (laughs) because my wife never listens, right? I know that unless somebody actively tells her your husband was talking about you today, she's never going to know because she just doesn't listen. So I was like talking about how we're five days from Christmas Day, four days from Christmas Eve, and a lot of families now want to do games. And I've seen the videos I thought we did presents. I thought we spent a bunch of money on presents. Now now let's spend more money on some games. Yeah. yeah. Because we got to entertain kids too. Gifts with the games. Man. And they're not going to expect it from me. Because I'm actually putting a little effort into some of them. Well, I guess we can't drop this then on Christmas Eve because Lexi will listen to it and then we'll be. (laughs) Well, it'll have to be later. We'll tell you how the games went. Which ones were a hit and which ones weren't. But we, this was a- we know that Lexi's the only child that listens to our <laughs> right. podcast. So it's like you know, the other the other four, they're like, they're, they, they listen, would never know. They did listen last week. Because they wanted to hear from Bailey and Haley. So that was cool. Because they're close to their heart too. So they didn't want to, they don't want to hear from us. But No, no. So we had a date night the other night. Yeah, last week. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. It was nice. We hadn't done that in a while. Long time. And I really enjoy that time with you. I mean, I... This has been a really difficult year, obviously, where I I was just, your sister, Jessie, asked me often how it is. And she's like, it just seems like the most worst imaginable scenario for any married couple. I'm like, yeah, we're just kind of there. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're married, but we went from being newlyweds to like, we're there. <laughs> and I think- well, we're both, we're both struggling. So yeah. we're both struggling, but you did decide to plan a date night, which was nice and made reservations at one of our. Well, one of my favorite restaurants. Well, he doesn't. 
It's, it's not. Good. T- it's good. It's just not high on your list. Most people in town think it's one of the best places to go. You love it. I it's your love favorite. It. And so I thought to myself, if I were trying to woo my wife, <laughs> I would forego my favorite places and I would book oh, a reservation right. at hers. Yes. Let's fly over in Columbia yeah. in case you're wondering. Show her that like I can it. still do nice yeah. things. Yeah. She so loves it. I sent him agenda topics, discussion topics for our date night. I forgot. She used to do this, though, sometimes. I did. Yeah. used to do it. But, like, I feel like I was thinking about our date night, and I'm like, if I don't come up with, like, topics, I think we're just going to stare at each other in sadness. I mean, And just be like, know. well, how was your day today? It was fine. Cried a couple times. How was your day today? Yeah. Well, well I, you know, got through it. That's, like, our conversation, and... So I came up with a couple of topics, things I wanted to talk about. One was, what do you think about the Christmas game idea? And what are you, have you seen some that you think would be fun? I did like it. I thought it was good. I don't even know which ones you decided on. So No, I'm not sharing that with you either. See, she does. <laughs> even, you've seen all the memes about dads that just sit there with their coffee on Christmas morning while the kids open and the dad's as surprised as the kid is. That is me, but... Like throwing a big butt. I actually do wrap all the gifts. He does. They're just almost They're all labeled. of them are just in a box and labeled because Angie hates to rap. I don't mind rapping. I listen to Christmas music, rap. Watch Chiefs. Yeah. So like 90% of the time, I don't know what's in the box. What's in the box, man? What's in the box? <laughs> Freaky movie from our childhood. Remember that? It was one of Brad no. Pitt's first movies. No. Morgan Freeman. We didn't get to watch movies. Oh. I was like, I think it was called Seven, and it was like super creepy at the end. Like his wife's head was in a box. Oh, it was bad. God. Yeah. Yuck. What's in the box, man? I Some of our watch, listeners are remembering I that. I can't watch movies like that. Yeah, it was gross. Gives me the ick. Yeah. I think it was Cameron Diaz or Gwyneth Paltrow was his wife. It was like an mm. early 90s movie. Mm. So I don't know. Bounced just way off topic there. Yeah. My apologies. So, so back to that we talked about the games. Yeah. Good games. And then another topic was what's your goals for. 2024. Let's mm-hmm, talk about mm-hmm. that. Which we used to do that. We've always set goals together. We've reviewed mm-hmm. them. This is just kind of different because. Well, our lives I are different. I, well, I like how lofty should I set a goal this year? I know what last year was like. Yeah. Awful. Uh-huh. So what do I do from a goal setting perspective now? Do I set some lofty goal or do I set something that I think might be reasonable that might push me on to another level? So I, th- I actually found that to be somewhat challenging this year because just a lot of factors from all over the place. Yeah. It's just, it's completely, you're just a completely different human. So last year we didn't really set goals. My, my one word last year was peace because there was so much fight or flight that I'm like, okay, I just want peace. And I don't know if I did anything throughout the year to focus on that word by no going into the year. Into the year, it was peace. So this year is different for goal setting. My one word for 2024 is focus. And that means a lot of, a lot of things like focus on what I really can control, focus on my heart, focus on healing, focus on grieving because you can't avoid it. You have to sit in it. So I have to make sure I have time to grieve. It's focusing on emotional and physical and mental health. So continuing to try to stay healthy, physically, eating well, all of that. And then I think what's hard for a lot of people too is like focusing on what doesn't feel right. 
Like what, what are the things that you need to actually remove from your life? Because I think a lot of times we think about all these things that we need to do for our goals, but it's equally important to think about like, what do you need to remove from your life? That's toxic. That's not serving you well, that's causing stress and then work on a plan to eliminate that or reduce that. Yeah. I, I was at that point, I was shocked in, in the dinner because she handed me the divorce papers right, and said, yeah. this is the final. This is what, yeah, yeah, you're done. Yeah. You would, <laughs> you would think that that is exactly how your mind works. As soon as I said that, you thought, oh God, is she talking about me? That's not right. I just thought that was really funny <laughs> to drop in there. That's what I do. I tell, I, I tell jokes on the radio for a living. I saw an opportunity, dropped it in there. If you Most laughed at home, would you just send me a note so she knows I'm not crazy? Like, that was funny. Don't he, feed into that. It was a funny joke. Don't feed into that. Okay. <laughs> but one tangible thing that's big for me is focusing on publishing my second book. And it's going to be called Are You With Me? And I also would like to be a certified life coach. And that's whether awesome. I specialize in grief or just day-to-day life challenges that's also on my goal to accomplish so well, focus 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 i'm just going to tell you that angie would be an amazing certified life coach i've heard that from multiple people and i've lived with you now for several years and it's true the way that you talk kids through situations the way that you talk your friends through situations the way that you talk me through situations i've heard you talk coworkers through situations you uh you have a gift of leading people through their what they're challenged with and what they're scared of and what they're facing and so yeah i think it would be great and and it could also be incredibly healing for you oh i think so too yeah. i think just learning about navigating life is intriguing to me because mm-hmm. It's so challenging for everybody. And whether you are willing to admit your struggles and you just hide them and keep them close, whatever that battle looks like, we're all going to struggle. So it's like you're not taught, though, how to navigate life's challenges. I mean, you have your faith. That's number one. But I'm not sure people learn enough about how do you navigate this hundred percent accurate. And I would just say, I shared that with Carter this week. I'm really, he's 18, right? And you just feel your kid. So, you know, we had Allie in college and Lexi's in college and Carter's graduating in May and you just feel him slipping out the door. Right. And so trying to get every bit of wisdom I could possibly impart on him before he goes, you know, if my dad tried, I didn't listen. I don't feel like he was really at a point where he tried. Back then, a lot of kids don't listen. Maybe, but I am intent on trying to show up for my kids. And I just said to him, we had a long talk Monday night after a basketball game they had. And then I just circled back around them Tuesday morning. And I just said, look, I hope you know everything I'm saying to you is only because I love you. I'm trying to lead you and teach you so that you can lead someday when you're a husband or a father uh, or in a work environment. And maybe I'm not getting it right all the time because it's my first time really really trying to figure this out. So sometimes as a husband and a father, you're gonna have to be humble. And, and then uh, we've talked about it before, but you know, sometimes I, it can be hard to, to parent. It, it's not sometimes it's always going to be oh, harder to parent every- each kid differently. <laughs> and then boys versus girls. And so, you know, same night, try to have a conversation with summer and it didn't go as well as it did with Carter. But I think some of that was just the talking to her, almost like she was a boy when I wasn't. And then I'm not, we've covered this. So like, we're not like Lexi was like a yes child. And so she just did whatever. I didn't have to do a lot of parenting there. And so I feel like I do more parenting now that she's in college, not that she does anything wrong, but just we can have conversations about advice and things like that. And so t- 
to see you be a life coach, it's you're right. Because just me, I don't want to be a life coach. Me just trying to help our kids is hard mm-hmm. is where I'm going with that. And so you are so good at it with all people. And I just think it'll be very, you'll be great at it. It could be therapeutic for you. And there's never going to be a shortage of people with problems. No, That's where no. I'm going. Yeah. Well, I mean, I personally could use it myself every day, right? It's really just about developing tools to allow yourself to navigate challenging situations. It doesn't fix them. Yeah. But like, how do you navigate your way through it? That's really what that's about. I mean, (laughs) I saw this article the other day because again, I'm always like trying to learn as much as I can just about life. And it was like the three C's of grief. Mm -hmm. But when I read them, I'm like, this isn't just about grief. Like this is what you could apply to any situation or even any relationship. And without even specifically talking about it, it came up whenever we were having a conversation at dinner and it was around like you specifically asked, like, what do, what do you need from me? And some days I'll just ask, how can I serve you today? Right. I, mean, I really do. Right. I feel like what right. do you, how, what, I, I can at least ask. Yeah. Am I showing up for you? What do you need? And I think that's probably one of the hardest things to navigate in a relationship and then you throw grief on top of it because for one, it's hard to ask that question. Like, I don't feel like I ask you that because I know what the answer is. (laughs) Don't ask. You don't have to know. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) But I really don't. I really don't think about like asking you that because again, we've talked about this a million times. I just feel like completely... Drain, and it's really hard for me to think about what I need to give. But I should ask you that more. You almost asked it the other day. I almost Tuesday, asked Tuesday it. morning, that after when we were talking about my conversation with Carter versus Summer. Yeah. And you said, you need to figure out what you need, like rather than trying to figure it out from like the kids or something like that. But really, I think it was a, it was a roundabout. Even though you might not have realized, like, what do you, like, how can I help? But it, the answer is, and I was honest with you about the kids, is like, I'm a person that from a standpoint of whether we were taking the, uh, what test did we take last year with the girls? The Enneagram. Whether we take the Enneagram, whether it was a Myers-Briggs test, whether you just get to know my personality. It's like, I love people. I love that, that personal touch. I'll talk to people all day long. Parents used to love when I'd come to their house because I would sit and talk with them, whether it was my, my guy friends or a girl I was dating, like parents mm-hmm. loved it because I'd sit down and I'd just visit, visit, visit. And I am a lot of the year I mean, back in July or June, I think it was the end of July when I was really starting to struggle. And I went to dinner with my sister and brother-in-law one night and my sister said to me, she goes, I know you and you're lonely. She's like, you have to stop being alone all the time. And she's right. I mean, even now I'm doing way better, but yeah, I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. So I can't put that on you. Right. I have tried really hard to not put that on you. Yeah. So I don't care that because you haven't asked me, but then yeah, maybe I am putting it on my kids because I want them to want to talk to me. Like yeah. I want them to want to spend time with me yeah. because I can't. And maybe that's why I had such a great time with my two best uh-huh. friends a couple of weeks ago. It's like, I need personal connection. Yeah. And so I just. It's such a difficult situation because gosh for me it's so hard to describe as a mom what it feels like to not have to lose a child and i was talking to another mom about this too it's like they're they're just it's so hard to describe that and i think you just naturally 
go inward. And I'm like always thinking about Hallie. And by the time it comes for us to chat, I've handled all the day to day stuff. And then it's just like, I just want to, I just want to like sit and process the day and think about her and all of that. And so it's so, it's so hard because I know that. You know what I mean? I know. You, and it's we were so naturally, and you were introverted. I was extroverted. Yeah. Anyway, but it was a good pairing because you were able yeah. to And then it's yeah. just, it's like everything is magnified and that you really need someone, you know, to talk to and have that fun conversation with. And, and I struggle with that because we talk about the small talk and all of that. And anyway, my whole point in all that is like, we're talking about those things though. You know, like at dinner, you ask, "What? It, what? How can I show up for you? What do you need?" And even though our our conversations sometimes are don't go in the direction that we like the answer to, you know what I mean? I do. I, I live it with you. Sometimes, like, damn it, that's not how I wanted that to go. Or I'm sure you're thinking yeah, the same thing. But I think that we're getting off track. But what I found ironic is we had that conversation at dinner. And then I'm like reading this about grief and there's like three C's of grief. And I'm like, wow, this is interesting because it also relates back to relationships. Because when you're navigating grief, you're also trying to navigate every relationship that you have. It's not just that you're dealing with, I lost Hallie. It is an upheavaling of everything in your entire life. So relationships are extremely affected by it. Sure. So like the first C is choose. So you choose what's best for you. Even during dark bouts of grief, you still possess the dignity of choice. So it all grief brings such a sense of loss of control. So you make choices around like, what can you attend or what should you do or what can't you do to help reinstate some loss of control? And sometimes choosing what's best for you, you actually may need input from someone that cares about you. (laughs) So that made me laugh because the other night, the other night, I'm like, (laughs) I'm so tired. I'm like, could not function. And I'm like rattling off these things I need to do yet. I need to do my workout yet. And I need to do this and this. And, and I needed your input to just tell me to go to bed. You're like, go do your mask. Just a new mask that Summer found on TikTok. That's like flaxseed. That you cook on the stove. I don't know if you've guys seen it. If you have girls that are 13 or 14, you know what I'm talking about. Guys, you've seen it if they're wearing it. looks it. like fish eggs it's on crazy. your face. <laughs> Normally they wear a mask. I'm like, oh, it's green. It's cute. This year, like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I even think, oh. But that's what I needed. You're like, you're in shape. It's okay to miss one workout and then just go to bed. So you can still, while sometimes you think you're making choices and you're in control, you do still need someone that loves and cares about you to help you make those decisions. Uh-huh. <laughs> I won't say you're right, but that's the closest. I'm aware you're not going to say that's that. That's the closest uh-huh. that I'm going to get to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that one of us is normally more open to taking feedback than the oh, other one. Oh, I take one. feedback. <laughs> yeah, and then nobody get no then I don't hear from her for about 3 days. <laughs> nah. It's you're a, cold. A day. Okay, but it's cold. It's like, he gave me feedback? What a bastard. I I was supposed to. All right. But the second one is what? 
The second one is C. The C is connect. Ding, 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 ding. So that's what Eric's saying is we're all wired for connection. And grief, especially during the holidays, intensifies. Shocker. That's why this last week's been freaking hard. Just want to tie back. We're wired for connection because God literally looked at the earth and said, it's not good for man to be alone. Puts Adam into a deep sleep in Genesis, pulls a rib, creates Eve. I mean, nobody knew that it was going to create a pain in the ass for the rest of life, but yeah, right. but still right. need that connection. It's godly. And so there we go. So yeah, the holidays intensifies the loneliness because you go inward, which leads to isolation in a lot of ways. And it's difficult, but important to like not remove yourself from other- So it's like this contradiction because you naturally... It's a like, nasty grief my cycle. My natural instinct is... I just want to stay at home and but I force myself every day to get up but that's not what feels mm-hmm. natural in this moment cuz you think no one like I don't want to go to a party and have everyone like how are you doing how are you doing how are you doing because you have to then be fake and huh? that's even even more draining but then at the same time you're not supposed to stay at home either and isolate yourself it's like oh my god what are we supposed to be doing well, I can tell you that finally you're supposed to communicate. Yes, that's the last C, is put your needs out there and tell people what you need. And that is awkward and hard and uncomfortable to say what you need. For some people. Not for you, but for 99% of everybody else. It is hard to do. I anyway, mean, I just read that. And I'm like, those are such key components to any relationship. It's 100% true. And it can really, I mean, we do those things, right? I mean, we do. Yeah. And I will say this for the communication is that you may feel like you can't communicate what you need. I get it. Like I try not to communicate that to you because I don't want to put any pressure on you when I already know that you're grieving. But in general, in life with people that you love and care about that are either your significant other, family member, a friend, you're actually doing them a service to communicate Mm -hmm. what you need so that they can actually be Christ-like back to you. And when people are like, oh, you're so open. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, I've made good choices. I've made awful choices. I've been around the block. And the only way I think sometimes people connect, go back to one of the C's, they connect with me because I communicate with them both the good stuff, but also the flaws. There's no, I'm not afraid to say when and where I've messed up because I think it helps our kids. I think it helps build connection. It makes it so that you know that you can make a mistake and I'm still going to show up. And for anybody, I mean, this isn't just about me and you, this is about people that we come into contact with. And so I think it is important to communicate your needs to people where you're at, where you've been. Even when it's hard. Amen. We did finish talking about my goals at dinner too. I did have some. You weren't the only one. No, no. Let's hear from you. Uh, Because if you, when you state it out loud, then people can hold you accountable. That's the beautiful part. Especially what I've done here because people are going to be asking me for a while. Uh But one year, several years ago, uh, my buddy Clay and I, we signed up to run the Nashville Half Marathon. Paid the money early. (laughs) Thought, boy, if we do that, we're guaranteed we're going to do this. Well, yeah, you paid the money. Yeah, we did it. We got like the week before we were like, should we try to do this still? Like, We've trained to zero. I was like, I know I can run three to four miles. This was like five, six years ago. It was like the year before I met Angie. And then we were like, maybe we should just on Friday, right? Maybe we should just go down there and like get our registration and drink some beer in Nashville oh, and then come back. We God. didn't do that, by the oh, way. We didn't. Say, no. That's really bad. We didn't do that. So we didn't end up doing that. And then I gave up running for a while. And then I just decided, one, I want to be healthier in 2024 from all aspects of life. I want to try to eat and drink better. I want to want to get lose some weight. And so 
one of the things that you know used to help me to keep weight off was running. And I thought, well, you know what? I always wanted to run a half marathon. And if, because I'm a sports guy, if I can do that goal, it'll feel like an achievement, like winning some kind of championship for me when I was younger. So as Angie will say to you, I'm either all in on something or I don't really go like... There's you know. no half-ass. It's like I'm either... It's either this no goal or it's this monstrous Hitting goal. the there's, moon, baby. Flying to the moon. I'm like, what about a 10K? How about that? It's Why like are, I've done that before. <laughs> I've, I've done that. Maybe start running a 5K. She was running, I'm happens. like, I could run a 5K right now. Okay, which, yeah. So I did. I saw you the other day get out of bed and so couldn't hardly walk. The problem was I forgot about training properly. <laughs> and so I just immediately was like, I'm doing this. Hot and out of so the gate. I came out and did like... Two and a half miles on on one day, maybe Saturday or Sunday, and then the next day I did about three point six, and and I wasn't running at all. I was doing some light jogging. Sometimes I was doing some quicker running, and then Monday I did, or yeah, it was Monday, third day in a row I did like another three point something, and then I was kind of working my way up to try to do like four something this week, and then Monday night I wake up t- Tuesday morning at like two three in the morning. I'm like Angie, I, can't, I have my legs, everything about my legs is on fire. I really think you wanted me to give you like a piggyback ride out of bed. I know it was bad. I just know it was bad. <laughs> I was like, oh, and the whole day I was like, I could barely walk. It was awful. I was sitting down on the floor trying to learn stretches that would alleviate some of the pain. So I just did a workout yesterday and then I did hot yoga tonight to try to loosen up. That was Angie's idea. That was our date night for tonight. Yeah. That was I a good actually idea, enjoyed that. If you haven't, I, I was not a yoga person. And then um, when Eric and I started dating, he kept talking about doing hot yoga and I'm like, yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. And then we finally went and I'm like, oh, actually, I kind of like it, but only in the winter time Yeah, it's, <laughs> I it's hot. I, I like it in the winter and I like it hot because then I feel like I'm actually getting a good workout in while I do the yoga. Yeah. So I do like it, but it's been a year and a half since we've mm-hmm. at least. We were just kind of starting to get into it when everything happened. So yeah. we went, it was fun. And then I've got a workout tomorrow and then I'm going to, the next day, I'm going to try to run That's, like three, right. three and a half miles. Okay. But thinking about, I, I want to do a half marathon to say that I've done something. Um, and then last year I started reading my Bible and I, it was the most I've ever read. But so this year I want to read even more of my Bible. I can find that when I do it, I am much healthier from a mental standpoint. And then just the op- overall focus on health, getting up earlier, making to-do lists. I can be... I like your to-do list idea. When I do that, I get a lot done. Mm-hmm. I get a lot done anyway. Yeah. It's just very sporadic. Like it's I'm more all organized. over the place. It's more organized. When I have my to-do list, I'm even more, I make it sound like I don't get a lot done. Like I'm an overachiever. Like I get a lot of crap done throughout the day. I can't sit down. Yeah. So when I have a list, it's like I get even more stuff done. And so. Yeah. I literally asked Eric the other day. I'm like, when was the last time that we like sat down and watched a movie or a show together? No idea. It's just been, we just don't, we don't sit. Mm-mm. So, and with that, we got our date, and now Christmas is here a week later. It's it's happening. Christmas times are coming. Christmas times are coming. Christmas times are coming. I know I'm going home. My throat hurts tonight. I'm sorry for everyone at home. If you can tell, <laughs> I apologize. I gave him some honey and his tea. Oh, in my tea. I was like, I didn't get any honey. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe I get some sugar. Oh my god, okay, that sorry. really sounded bad. No, okay, <laughs> sorry. All right, here we go. On to the back to the podcast. So I think really just a shout out to everybody that if their Christmas season looks and feels different, you know everybody has different traditions. Everybody celebrates Christmas differently, but I think the common feeling of Christmas for 
most everybody is it's a feeling of home. So Christmas is whatever your home feels like at that time. So for those of us that are have lost our kiddos, home will always be missing someone. And during the holidays, it's just more magnified. But it also magnifies the love that you have for your other kids and your family members. So you have to treasure that joy that they bring you and let that sit right next to the grief part in your heart. And that's so hard for people to do. It's so challenging. I get it. But I think that's the only way to navigate through the holidays. It's like treasure what you have, feel what is missing. Mm-hmm. And and if you can let both of those sit together, I think that's how you can get through it. So if the holidays are feeling heavy for you, just don't don't avoid the feelings. You need to really turn into them and feel it. Don't try to like show up and mask it and like pretend everything's amazing and it's unicorns and rainbows, but really try to be present and take in what's happening right in front of you and the loved ones that you have in your life. I would say you're really good at leaning into the grief. It's it's something you're very good at and the feeling. And I think it's why you've been such a rock star and it's gone so well because you, you really know how to lean into it where I blocked it out. It wasn't mm-hmm. good. I ran into a friend tonight and they were sharing some family challenges that are pretty pretty significant. And she said, I just, I'm just trying to block it out. And I was like, don't, Can't I was block, like, don't it block it out. out. I said, Angie's so good at feeling the feelings. And now that I've let myself start to feel the feelings, I've started to come back out of a haze. And, and you just have to do that in your grief is to feel the feelings. It's going to hurt. You're right. It's going to hurt. But yeah. a lot of things in life to grow require some pain mm-hmm. because if you don't hurt, it doesn't work. Anything that's easy, it just doesn't ever work, right? No. If it's easy, there's no growth involved and you're not actually getting out of it. So when you're trying to block the pain, you're trying to make it easier. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. And Embrace the hard. Embrace the hard suck of life. Welcome it in. Let it sit with you. There's no other way around it. And then if you're feeling extra heavy on top of that, the way out of that is to do something charitable or do something nice and thoughtful and intentional for somebody else. I know that sounds crazy because if you're feeling super low, it's hard to think about doing something for somebody else, but helping other people alleviates your sadness while you're bringing joy into someone else's life. And I mean, I can a thousand percent attest to that. Like if I am super low, I try to think about ways to help other people. It's a gift that you have. I mean, because I, I feel the feels and I don't like feeling all of it all the time. And so that's the only way that I have found to try to pull myself out of it. And the other thing, and I, I again, hold true to this as well, is that I think when you have lost someone or you're grieving, whether that's a relationship or whatever that looks like for you, you kind of hold on to what's old. You know, and it, we've talked about this in the past too, of like, this is the, was our life and you try to hold on to that. And I think that you can try, you can navigate it in a way that you hold on to the old, the old traditions, say for the holidays, but also create some new ones. And that doesn't mean that the old traditions don't matter. Those memories are always there, but mixing some of that old with the new. And I think that also is what made me think about like trying to do games or do something a little bit different while we still hold on to the old traditions. Our old traditions are we all sit around the room, we one by one open up gifts, we rotate, everybody takes turns. Last year we had a chair with Hallie's picture on it. Everybody wants to do that again. We'll probably never stop doing that. But what are some new things that we can introduce that might bring joy 
and and try to create some sort of new traditions with the old. Like that's also a way of taking that one step forward. And then a new tradition that we're going to do this year. Hopefully Lexi doesn't listen to the podcast. We're just going to tell her she can't. We're just going to tell her she can't. Okay, sounds good. But actually my boss shared this with me. He does this every year and he calls it a year in review. And he pulls together all the pictures from different things that they've done throughout the year. And they watch it on Christmas Day, Christmas morning. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I love pictures. Why have I never thought about that? Hell, on your phone, the apps create it all. Anyway, you always get some sort of year in a review. So I started on this. And yes, it's freaking sad to look through some of the pictures that I have on my phone from the last year. But then there's also pictures that make me smile. And I think, holy shit, we did a lot of stuff this past year when we're both completely jacked up. It's so true. So I literally have 250 pictures. Oh, God. How long is our slideshow going to be? It's nine minutes. (laughs) So... You know what? Uh, okay. They're going to sit their little asses down and they're going to watch it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I do I'm think excited. they're going to want to watch it because I didn't even like all the stuff that we did. I only grabbed like a few pictures from the things that we did. There's just a lot, mm. a lot of things. And so that's also going to be a new tradition, but it. also honoring Hallie throughout. Like I just, I think trying to f- take those couple pieces and try to do something with that. If you're feeling low and, and struggling this season. I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. Can you train kids to be thoughtful? Trying. <laughs> I am trying. You're going to tell that story? I am trying. <laughs> Eric has cr- been cracking me up the last like two, three weeks because he wants the kids to come up with something thoughtful to do for me for Christmas. And yeah, he's I just so frustrated. I- he's so frustrated about it. We're not doing... They all want to mail it in. Oh, I just want the gift card. I just want the gift I'm like, no, we're not doing the gift card this year. Why not? I'm like, because this is a woman who has suffered more than all of us. We've all suffered. She suffered more than all of us and showed up at all your events and bought you everything you asked for and does anything that's needed all the time while crying most of the time while doing all the things. So no, you guys are going to show some appreciation and learn what it's like to be grateful and thankful and to show her that you care and love her the same way that she does you. It's not gone great at times. (laughs) Got kids that have been mad at me. And I don't care. Like there was one time I was like, I'll take every one of these damn presents back. I swear to God. <laughs> but I think we've settled on some stuff. It's going to be, I think it'll be fine. But yes, it's been a process and it's still a work in process. The, I would say we're not Here's the funny part that I told Eric. Like these, the kids are like, some of them are struggling to be thoughtful. And literally all they would have to do for me is to write like a sweet note. I, know, I mean, I it's actually not that difficult, but I think that they're, it's, it's a good exercise for them to think outside the box, try to come together as a little team, come up with ideas, but really be intentional. It's not a, it's not a bad task. There is a reason in our intro, when you listen to the podcast, Summer's like, I'm Summer and I love to spend my parents' money. And she's like, <laughs> I want this that purse for know, mom. That girl knows how to shop. I want this purse for mom. I'm like, you want that purse for you. It's $325 <laughs> and you want it for you. Well, I might use it sometime, but mom wants it. I'm like, yeah, well, that's not what we're doing. Like, <laughs> that's material. I need something thoughtful. That went over like a lead brick but, or a lead balloon, I guess they would say. Yeah. But speaking of the twins, they're driving and that's going okay. It's I going, think they're doing pretty good. I, I do think that they're doing pretty good. I would just ask for extra prayers because, <laughs> man, boy, it is nerve wracking. 
getting in a car with kids that have not driven on a highway before. And I think the biggest thing they have to work on, and I'm sure it's most kids, is like knowing when to brake and at what point do they brake? Because we've gotten really close to some cars. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. you see that car? Car, 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 slow down. I know, Mom, I see it. Yeah, well, you can't stop right when you get there. So. Yeah. Yeah, they've done well. But not too bad. Not I think the bad. other big challenge that I've noticed about our three younger kids are going to have, I don't Chase isn't too bad, but he has it sometimes. Summer for sure. Dane's going to have it. Is they've spent so much time on their phones, they don't know how to get anywhere. Yeah. They're like, where do I go? And I'm like, home. Yeah. How do I get there? What do you mean? We drive there every day. So I used to be on their phones. I've been asking like them, like, okay, so where do you think we go next? Versus oh, like telling them. But damn it, why do guys have such a great ability? To navigate. Like, I, I feel like Chase just knows his intuition of, like, which way to go. I do not have that. <laughs> it's even worse for Angie if you put her in an enclosed building, like a hotel or oh a library God. or, like, a conference wrong center. With me. All of a sudden, she's going in circles. We, we've had hotels, we've stayed at, where every time we leave the room, she goes the wrong way. And it's just like, I count through the weekend. And I'm like, it, it'll be like one time she gets it right, 17 she gets it yes, wrong. Yes, something is wrong with my brain. It does not, it does not translate direction i don't know i don't know but yeah so just wrong with me prayers for that for sure also i met a sweet mama her name's jessica that lost her 10 year old daughter harper a few months ago and she was her oldest and she has four other kids to take care of and she's just starting the grief journey so our podcast family definitely send her prayers her way just to keep her shattered heart going yeah. And then we had a, a prayer request on here. We got some good news today. A friend of ours from church that we've known for years and had dinners with and is, is young and healthy and, and teaches workout classes, had a really bad case of pneumonia that she turned septic and had to be in the ICU for several scary. days and, and on a ventilator. And, and she got off that today and is talking to, to her husband and her boys. And so just uh, continued prayers for her so that she would continue to be better. And that's... But it feels like a good answer to the prayer. We've been praying yes. hard for about four or five days. Yes, yes. Today was the first good news in a while, so grateful yeah. for that. And then finally, we're getting still got book orders coming in for Feathers Matter, but we do have a request, please. If you love the book, even if you didn't buy it from Amazon, would you go to Amazon and rate it and review it if you have time? Totally appreciate it. <laughs> I'm going to do it five stars. Five totally stars, appreciate it if you could do that for us. Yeah, so that's where we're at. I hope you guys have... A Merry Christmas and appreciate you always listening and supporting us. We do appreciate that very much. So a very Merry Christmas to you and your family. Hold them close, hold them tight. And and just again, as my dad always said, when he was helping Santa Claus by being one of his helpers, uh, always remember the reason for the season. And that is that Jesus was born. He was born so that he could save you and me and our kids and everyone in our lives so that we could be with him again someday in heaven. Have a wonderful week. And God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended Blessed and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.